0: Bridge Church, would you stand with us as we get ready to worship the Lord? No
1: We believe that our God is worthy of all of our praise, of the very best that we can bring to Him today. Do you believe that this morning during both of our services? I was reminded of Psalm 103. The psalmist said, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. And then He goes on and He says, And don't forget, don't forget His benefits. And I just feel in my heart this morning to do two things right now during our time of worship. First of all, Before we say, God, bless me, God, give me, God, provide for me, let's just stop and bless God for a moment. Let's just praise him for who he is. And I just I want to invite you right now, just in your own way, in your own words, let's just thank God before we ask for anything. Let's just thank him and praise him for who he is. Father, we thank you today that you are our love. You are our father. You are our redeemer. You are our savior. You are our salvation. You are our shelter. You are our strong tower. You are our shield. You are our provider. You are our helper. You are our friend. We thank you for who you are today. God, we recognize that even if we never got anything out of it, you would still be so worthy of all of our praise, of everything that we could give, of everything that we could bring, with all that we have to come to you and praise you. We will do that today because you are worthy. and We say thank you for being Jesus, thank you for being God, thank you that your name is the name that's above all names, that we can look to you, We thank you for that, the psalmist said, don't forget his benefits, how many know there are benefits, God wants to meet our needs, he wants to provide for us, he wants to take care of his children, right now, before we go forward, before we get into God's word today, maybe you're here today and you have a need, maybe there's something that's happening in your life, a circumstance Maybe there's a situation right now that just feels bigger than you. Maybe you walk in and that's the thing that kind of defines your existence this morning. I want to tell you that God is so much bigger than anything you might be facing today. And the name of Jesus is greater than the name of anything that you are up against today. If you have a need, would you just lift your hand? We're just going to come into agreement as a body of believers, as a church today. Come on, be bold this morning. If you got a need, just lift a hand. Let's just come to the Lord today and ask that he would meet needs today according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you, God, that you are strong. And as strong as you are, we thank you that you are caring and you are sensitive to the needs of your people. Thank you that as big as you are, God, you are small enough to get down on our level and recognize everything that's going on in our lives. We come to you today, Father, knowing that there are needs represented in this place that might even seem impossible to many of us. We bring these needs and we lay them down before your throne of grace today, God, and we ask that you would get involved. I pray, God, that you would provide for those who feel as though they are in lack or facing lack today in their lives. I pray that you would be a friend that is close to those who feel lonely and alone today. God, for those who might be walking through a difficult relational situation, that you would step in and mend those relationships and bring healing in the midst of those relationships. And for those who might be sick in body today, Father, we pray that you would be a healer and you would bring healing and health and wholeness into their body. God, we know that we can look to you, Father, because your word never returns void. We stand upon your promises today knowing that you are good and that you are faithful and we will trust you in all things. We honor you today, Lord. We love you and we thank you for who you are and all that you will do. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. Hey, let's just put our hands together one more time. Let's lift our voices. Let's thank our God today. Amen. How many people happy to be in the house of God this morning? It's a good day. It's a good day. Anytime that we can gather like this and worship our God. Thank you so much for being here. Listen, before you're seated, before you get comfortable, just want to say a couple things. Bridge Kids is open this service so if you have kids that you'd like to take to Bridge Kids today, we welcome you to take that opportunity. You can do that now. Maybe you want to keep your family with you this morning. That's cool. You're welcome to stay here. in the auditorium in the adult service, but our family room is also open. That's over in the other corner of the uh, facility here, so you can just head out the double doors or the, the exit doors right here and turn left. You can also go through those double doors and turn right if you'd like to take your family to the family room today. You don't have to do that. You're welcome to join us. We're just glad that you are here. If you're watching online, thank you so much for being in church with us today. Turn around. Say hi to somebody. Wave at them. Give them a big smile. Let them know you're happy to see them this morning before you find your seat. And then we'll check out church news and see what's coming up here at The Bridge.
2: Good morning, everyone. It's great to be in church with you today. We hope that everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving this past week. We're heading into the month of December, which means Christmas is coming. We want to spend the holidays with you and your family, so make your plans to be here throughout the holiday season. Here's a look at what's coming up at The Bridge.
1: If you are new to The Bridge and you want to get connected or serve on a team, we invite you to come to Connecting Point next Sunday during the 1130 service. Connecting Point is where you go to learn more about the history, heart, mission, and vision of the church, but most importantly, where you fit in. We ask anyone that wants to serve on a team to first come to Connecting Point, and there's never been a better time to join a team and serve here in the church. So make your plans to join us next Sunday during the 1130 service. If you have kids, Bridge Kids will be happening during that service. We want to help you find your place in the Bridge family, and we hope to see you at Connecting Point next Sunday morning.
2: Every year at Christmas, our Adopt a Child program takes place to help families who might be going through a difficult time. If you find yourself facing financial hardship this Christmas season, and you know that you won't be able to provide gifts for your children, we are here to help. We invite you to come to the South Hallway, which is through the double doors to your left, right after this service. There you can stop by and submit the names of your children who will be needing gifts. Names must be submitted by parents or legal guardians only. Then, next week, our church family will have the opportunity to get involved and purchase gifts for these amazing kids. We hope that you'll come and see our team after this service so that we can be a blessing to your family this Christmas season.
1: Hey, what's up, Bridge Youth? We have service every Wednesday starting at 7 p.m. We'd love for you to join us early at 6 p.m., where we have fun games, Nine Square, and Escape Park. Make sure to bring a hydro flask or anything to carry water, as our jerky fountains are currently closed. We love you, Bridge Youth, and we can't wait to see you there.
2: If you're new to the church, we want to help you find your place and get connected. We invite you to go to our website or the Bridge app and click on the Connect tab. There you'll find a Connect card with details to help you get connected. If you don't yet have the Bridge app, just text the keywords, the Bridge Church app, to 77977. This is the best way to stay updated with everything happening in church life. Thanks again for being in church today. We love spending Sundays with you.
1: Well, good morning, church fam. It's good to see you as always. We're so glad that you're here today. I just want to take an extra moment and just personally welcome everybody that might be new to the church. Over these last few weeks, we have met so many people that are new to the bridge. And I know that last week when we reopened Bridge Kids, there were a ton of families and new kids who were getting checked in for the very first time and getting acquainted here. And so we just want to take an extra moment to say thank you so much and welcome. We're glad that you're here today. And I just want to invite all of our church family. Let's just put our hands together and just welcome anybody that might be new to the bridge today. Thank you so much for being with us. We're so glad that you're here. A couple other things I want to say real quick is uh, we we said in church news that next Sunday morning during the eleven thirty service we are having connecting point. Connecting point is for anybody that's new to the church. Maybe you've been around for a while as well, but you've never really found your place. You've never really gotten connected. Maybe you want to join one of our Sunday serving teams or another team that serves throughout the week. Connecting point is the first step. It's where you go to find out you know really more about our history, the heartbeat, the mission of our church, and the vision of our church. But more importantly, where you fit in with all that. So. Take advantage of this, and if you'd like to come, we just ask you if you would register to come, and you can do that online. Just go to our website, thebridgechurch.tv, and just click on the Connect tab. You can also do that on the Bridge app, so take advantage of that because this is the best opportunity to take your next step and get connected here in the church. There's always room for more, and we would love to help you find your place, all right? Well, this morning, we're about to get into God's Word. We have a special treat because Pastor Nick Smith is coming to bring the Word. I know he's got a Word in his heart, so why don't you give him a big hand and welcome Pastor Nick as he comes to share this morning.
3: Well, good morning, everybody. We need to give a a little bit of credit here. Do you love the stage design and all the festivities for the decor team? Thank you so much for doing that. I heard they are willing to come to your house. Just kidding. Hey, how many of you have ever been delayed before? Like maybe you were at the dentist's office or the doctor's office and you're kind of looking at your watch and and you go up and you're like, hey, what's going on? I've kind of been here a while. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. They're running a little bit late. And you're like, I know they're running late. I'm still sitting here. And then you have these internal conversations if you're like me. You're like, Okay, I took time off of work to come here. Like, I got here on time. The doctor can't get here on time? Like, come on, people. Or you're thinking I had to get a babysitter or whatever it may be so that you could show up on time. Or maybe you're at the airport and you're about to get on that plane to go wherever you are going and you get the delayed sign. Why am I being delayed? About a year ago, my, my kids and I, we were here for an event, a night event at the church, and we were done. And the kids were saying, Dad, we're hungry, we're hungry. And Dad, can we get some McDonald's? Can we get some McDonald's? And I'm like, oh, I don't, don't want to go. And they're like, Dad, please, please. Oh. Okay, because it's all about the toy, right? It's all about the toy. So they wanted to, to get the toy, so I get in the drive-thru at McDonald's. I pull in the car. There's four cars in front of me pull in 10 minutes goes by and I realize I haven't moved I now realize that there's two cars that have pulled in behind me 10 more minutes go by and I still have not moved now my kids are kind of like dad what's going on isn't this fast food Couple more minutes go by. I get up to the you know the little window thing, and, and they're gonna right, take your order. And then we order the food, and then we're stuck. We're not moving. I'm so frustrated and aggravated at this point, like I literally want to back my car out, but I have two cars behind me. I even had the thought of, hey, can I pull my car over the little bumper thing and get out of here? But there was plants; it would have damaged my car. Forty-five minutes goes by in the drive-through. I get to the window. And I had it coming for this person. I get to the window and the, sir, we're so sorry for the delay. Here's your order. It's on us. It's free. I'm like, okay. Now I can't unload on you, but. Uh. So then I'm like, okay, kids, here's your food. And I turn around and my kids are doing this. It had been so long, my kids fell asleep. Delays come in life. And they can be frustrating. Sometimes they're disappointing. Sometimes they make you want to pull out your hair. Sometimes they're so aggravated by what's happening around you. If you're like me, maybe you ask questions to God like this when you go through a delay. God, I'm here. God, I'm on the clock. Come on, God. Like I got stuff to do. Or, God, don't you see the problem I'm going through? Lord, we're we're going through a situation. God, it's getting worse. Don't you see me? And we have these conversations or complaint sessions or arguments or screaming sessions at God. God, I need you. Please help me. Please help me, God, like I'm going through this circumstance. Maybe there's been some things in your life that God has placed a passion or desire to create or or to open up a business, whatever it may be, and there's just been obstacles and delays along the way. Those moments are so frustrating and inconvenient. But did you know that sometimes there's a reason for a delay? It's not just because. Sometimes it's there because it's designed that way. Sometimes it's there because it's delayed by God's design. In Proverbs 16, 9, it says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. We're going to spend the majority of today in Exodus chapter 13, but before we get there, I want to give you a little bit of the the history. The Hebrews had been in slavery for 400 years, God had raised up a man named Moses to come and to deliver the people out of Egypt. And that God had set this in motion and now was the time. Now was the time that they were gonna get out of Egypt and go towards the next season. Now, if you're gonna be delayed, that means you have a destination, right? If you're gonna be delayed, you have a destination. In Exodus 3.8, God very specifically tells Moses in the burning bush in this whole sequence, listen, I have placed a land, a spacious land, it says, a land flowing with milk and honey there for you. It's there for my people. You are going to deliver the people out of Egypt and take them to this promised land. So with this in his heart, Moses goes to Egypt and through amazing miracles, miracle after miracle, Pharaoh finally lets them go. And they're on their way. But then they experience a delay. Do you ever wonder why God gives you the destination but doesn't tell you ahead of time there's going to be a delay? He doesn't do that because if he did, we'd probably like, eh, that's too much work. I ain't doing that. I'm not going to go there. That's going to take too long, God. I want the shortest route. I want to do it my way. Perhaps God has given you some destinations in your life. Maybe it's that you will be married. Or maybe a destination of having a child. Or maybe a destination that your children that you already have are going to grow up under the Lord and that they're going to serve him for the rest of their days. Maybe the destination is a dream, a career, a new opportunity. Maybe the destination is to get out of a season of illness and step into health. But just like Moses, we go through seasons of delay. Unexpected things start to happen and God has a different timetable in mind. In Exodus 13, starting in verse 17, this is what it says. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on dry ground through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Now here's what you need to know geographically. From Egypt to where they, from where they were, To get to this land flowing of milk and honey, theologians say that it should take between five to ten days. Five to ten days. That's not a huge amount of time. But they were delayed by design. You see, the shorter route was going to involve them going by the coastal cities and going along a route where there was going to be food, there was going to be resources. Makes sense, right? But... There was also going to be fierce enemies there. And God knew that if they went through and they experienced war, that they weren't prepared for that yet, and that they would want to return home, that they would want to return back to their oppression. You see, they had been slaves for 400 years, and they were not soldiers quite yet. Sometimes God delays us Because he wants to distribute things in a certain way. Think of it like this. If you have kids or whenever you had young kids, you prepare a plate of food for them, right? If you have a very small child, you give them a small amount of food. Or if you have a larger teenager who eats you out of house and home, then you give them four plates of food. Because God will proportion things in the way in which you should consume and handle. Now, if I just left it to my children, like most little kids, they're going to eat pizza, candy, and soda for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and maybe some occasional ice cream and popsicles in between, right? Because that's what they want, but it's not necessarily what they need. So being a responsible adult, I want to plate their food in such ways of things that are going to provide nutrition for them, that are going to give them energy for the next day, what they have going their way. So I'm going to put a little protein, put a little carb, put a little fat, do all my macros or whatever and get it prepared for them. Because God is a loving God. He is going to prepare and proportion and distribute things in your life in a way in which you can handle. If he throws it all at you at once, you're going to be overwhelmed You cannot contain it all at once. God has so much more. It's like a never-ending buffet. But he can't give it to you all at once. Now, back to the story. You see, God had set this up to where they were supposed to go to the promised land, but there was a delay. And he says this phrase, he says, he knew that they would change their minds. That phrase literally means that they would be grieved, that they would be sorry, and that they would want to return to Egypt. They would literally want to go back to oppression if they were to face the battle that was coming. So by God's mercy and design, it says that he led them, that he turned them in a different direction and pointed them where he had them go. It wasn't the quickest route, but it was the right route. So God put them upon the right path. Maybe you feel like in life, God has tried to lead you or to turn you on a different path. Maybe he's put some detours or delays in your life. I want to remind you of something when that happens. When you are experiencing a delay, it typically means defining moments are about to take place in your life. When you are experiencing a delay, it means that God is about to put some defining moments in your life, things that are going to propel you to the next place in your life, things that are going to hold you over for years to come. So God detours them towards the Red Sea. Now, this doesn't make sense to us, right? It's out of the way from the promised land if you look on a map. But God says, "Nope, you're gonna go by the promise. You're gonna go by the Red Sea, and you're gonna stay right there." Well, so they stay right there. Well, Pharaoh goes, "What are they doing? We need to go get. We what? We made a mistake. We need to go get those Israelites back. We need their work. We need them." And so he gets the army and he goes after them. And so now the Israelites, they got behind them, they have the Red Sea, and in front of them they have the Egyptian army pursuing them. They don't know what to do. They sense danger is coming. Often when we are delayed in life, we sense that danger is coming. We sense something is changing. We sense some, some, some sort of, uh, of new peril is coming our way. And as they sense this danger, here's something that all of us need to watch out for. When we sense danger, do we drift away Or does it drive us to God? When we sense danger in our life, does it make us drift away or does it drive us to God? In this COVID season that we all have lived through, unfortunately, a lot of people have drifted away from God. They have drifted away towards old habits, or perhaps they've drifted away and created new bad habits. Did you know that alcohol consumption is like off the charts? People who have addictions and other things are are looking towards pornography or looking towards things that will help provide them moments of escape. When you go through the season that you're going through, does it make you drift away or does it drive you to God? Does it make you retreat in fear or does it make you step forward in faith? So as the Egyptians are pursuing them and the Israelites are standing right there, what do they do? They start to complain. They start to, Moses, what did you do? You brought us here to die. Are there not enough graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to die right here? Come on, Moses. And then they start complaining to God and all this stuff. And and God does something amazing. He starts to display his incredible power in a way that transforms history it becomes such a defining moment in their culture and here's what happens god sends this amazing wind it blows part of the water it blows a tunnel basically through the water and a a wall of water goes up on one side and a wall of water goes up on the other side and there's dry ground and the israelites now have to make a decision You see, God opened up a new path for them where there seemed to be no way, but yet the Israelites were going to have to step forward in faith in the path that God had opened up, even though it wasn't part of their plan. So they step out in faith, and they begin to walk across in dry ground, and as they walk to the other side, then the Egyptian army starts to pursue them, and as they are on in pursuit of them, then God lets the water collapse, and it destroys the army. When the israelites had left in verse 18 it says that they had left ready for battle they thought they were going to have to fight but god was going to fight for them they didn't have to use their sword they didn't have to use a spear god took care of the enemy and one of the most amazing displays of power that we have ever seen. In fact, that particular moment bec- became a defining moment for their culture. So much so that they make movies about it, right? People around the world have heard of this. Now, as Israelites have gotten through, the power and the legend and the story of God starts to travel through the land around them. People are like, did you hear about the Israelites, God? Did you hear what... That their God blew a, 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 a walkway through an ocean th- throw, so that they could go across the sea. And, and did you know that then he collapsed the water upon the, 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 the enemies? You see, God was striking fear into the future enemies of the Israelites. He was preparing a way for them. Is God preparing a way for you? What are the defining moments that God is preparing you for? Now I wish that they just got to the other side and then it was a straight route from there to the promised land. But there was a whole lot more delays that were going to come their way. God had to send them through a season of discovery. When you are delayed, sometimes it's because God just wants you to discover some new things. As they're on their way to the promised land and they're kind of walking around in the wilderness, God humbles them over and over again. God gives them the Ten Commandments, which became basically the foundation pieces for all of humanity of which we base our rules on. God gave them the rules, the patterns, the guidelines to create a society. God also taught them about his presence about his power, about his provision in their life, that he would give them manna, that he would give them water, that he would give them quail, that he would provide for them. He was teaching them and preparing them for the promised land. You see, when you go through a season of discovery, it teaches you how to depend upon God and not yourself. The delay ended up being 40 years. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, 40 years? That's a long time. Why did it take so long? Even though they had a physical, they had physically left Egypt, Egypt had not left them. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say this: get the Egypt out of you. Say it again. Get the Egypt out of you. You see, they had been in Egypt for so long, even though they physically had left, they had baggage. They were carrying some things around with them. Maybe you've gone through some seasons of life and you've been carrying some things around you. You may not even be aware that you're carrying things from the past with you. But you're carrying it with you. When you have to learn to surrender those things to God. Let's see some of the things that we may need to surrender to God. We got an old t-shirt here. You know, the scripture tells us that we need to cast off our old ways. That we need to put on the new self. That God has something better in store. You know, I can live in my old white t-shirt or I could live in my nice shirt that God provided for me today. God had something better and more fashionable in store for you today. There might be an old relationship that you've been carrying around for a long time. And there's some pain, there's some drama, there's some stuff, there was some abuse, there, whatever it may be, but you carry it around. Like it's attached to you when God is saying, you need to surrender that to me. For some of you, maybe you have a journal, and a journal is a place where you write your thoughts down. It's it's a place where you you write your your feelings, your emotions, the, the experiences that you're having. For some of you, it's okay to write about the past, about what you're going through, but you're not supposed to be stuck in the past. You don't have to live there. God has something better in store for you, so stop living in the past. For some of you, maybe it's some ways of thinking. Maybe you've picked up some ideologies or or maybe it was the family of origin in which you came up in. Maybe some things that you were brought up under that, that you just need to set those aside because they're not of God. The way that you were raised was not of God and God has something better in store for you or what perhaps they were teaching you at your college or your school wasn't of God. And so you need to lay those things down before the Lord. Maybe it's your wallet. Maybe it's your finances. Maybe in the past you had it all figured out. You had money for every situation. You were prepared But God took you through a new season, a hard season, a difficult season, where it seemed like you had a hole in your wallet and the money just fell out of it. Maybe God is trying to teach you that he is the source and not you. That he is the provider and not you. You know, sometimes when we carry this baggage with us, We can unintentionally hurt the people around us. You ever been on a plane before and you're like in the aisle seat and people are putting their luggage away and you always get the one person with the big backpack and they're doing this? (laughs) What? They're smacking people upside the head and along the arm and... And along the way people are like... I'm sitting here, and sometimes, right, sometimes you get the person, they look back, and and instead of saying, oh, I'm so sorry about that, they look back, and they're like, and they just keep walking along, like they're offended that you're offended. Maybe you've done this to somebody because you don't even see that you have baggage. The people around you can see the baggage that you've been carrying around or the people around you are feeling the baggage that's around you. And then when somebody tries to bring up the baggage that you're talking about, you get offended and be like, nah. For some of us, we got to stop hitting people with our baggage. We got to get the Egypt out of us. We got to let go of some stuff you got to let go of some past people, some past ways of thinking, some of your control that you thought that you had but you really didn't have. Sometimes we go through a season of delay simply to increase your devotion. You go through a season of delay to increase your devotion. What do you mean by that? You might be the person that you're saying, Pastor, I have never been in so much pain before. It could be physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever it may be. But I say, but your pain is causing you to pray more than you ever have before in your life. For some of you, you're like, Pastor, I am financially devastated. I'm bleeding money left and right. And God's just trying to say, I am your source. I will provide for you. You've got to trust me. For some of you, you're saying, but pastor, I'm so lonely right now. And God's looking down and saying, yes, but you have never leaned into me so much. You see, our seasons of delay can push us to devotion Delays will not deny God's declarations. Delays will not deny God's declarations. We're going to switch over to the New Testament in John chapter 11. Here's a story starting in verse 1. It says, Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. So here's the dilemma. Lazarus is on his deathbed. So they go before Jesus and they are pleading their case. Any of you ever plead with God before? Like, God, don't you see what's happening? They plead their case before Jesus. Jesus says this in verse 4, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sisters and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Wait, what is, what? What? When you read, do you read that how I read it? It said he stayed there two more days. He stayed there two more days. When you're delayed in life, you need to learn to ask the question, did God already make a declaration about my situation? Did God already declare something for me? Because Jesus said in verse four, This sickness will not end in death. Notice that he doesn't say that he's not going to die. He just said it wouldn't end in death. Maybe God is saying some things in your life. He's made declarations over you. And you just need to be reminded of those, that he's made promises to you. You hold on to those promises. You may not fully understand what it means in the moment, but God's going to take care of you. God is there for you. After he says it's not going to end in death, Jesus clearly says this is meant to display and demonstrate God's power and authority because he will get glory through this situation. We expect to see Jesus. He hears about his friend who he loves. Like he's going to get on a horse. There's going to be this dramatic music. There's going to be this cinematography of Jesus riding along the countryside. He's going to be galloping, and he's going to be there, and it's just going to be this incredible moment where he just went straight there, and he goes in to find his friend on the bed, and he says, Get up, you're well. We expect to see this from Jesus, but that's not what we get. It says that he waited two more days. That doesn't make sense, right? It said that Jesus loved him. You know, you and I, we got to learn a lesson. God's timing is different than our timing. He does things a little unexpected sometimes. So let's fast forward the story. Chapter 11, verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. So he waited two days. And by the time that Jesus actually got there, he had been in the tomb for four days. Turn to your neighbor and say, four days? Now, my oldest son, Dominic, he told me a few weeks ago, he said, Dad, the next time you preach, you need to talk about Amazon." Why? He said, because of Amazon Prime, right? How many of you like Amazon Prime? For some of you, it's like Christmas every day. You order stuff that you don't even need just because you want that present to show up at your door. You love it. But every once in a while, something gets broken, and delivery, or something is delayed or just doesn't show up at all. My son told me, he said, Dad, the difference between Amazon and God is that the packages from God might be delayed, but they're never late. Did you hear that? The packages from God might be delayed, but they're never late because he always shows up right on time. It's not your timetable, but it's God's. Jesus was not late. He was delayed by his own design. You might feel delayed in your life, but if God has made declarations over you, you hold on to those, and his declarations will not be denied. His declarations over you will not be denied. His declarations over your children will not be denied. His declarations over your marriage will not be denied. Remember back in verse 4, Jesus says, This will not end in death. But Jesus let him die for four days. In fact... If you read through this story, Mary and Martha, they're a little bit concerned now. Jesus has showed up and Jesus says, take me to the tomb. And if you got like the King James Version, it says, he stinketh. They're saying, Jesus, he'd been in there for four days. The body would start decomposing by this point. Jesus, he's going to be stinky. How many of you know? That God picks us up wherever we are, even if we're stinky. Right? Thank you, Jesus. It's also significant about the four days because in the Judaic custom, their history, they had this belief that when somebody died for three days, the spirit would stay with them for three days. And they could be brought back to life. But after the third day, it was impossible there was a teaching moment that Jesus was about to unveil to them that what they thought was impossible was possible for him. And so Jesus shows up, not on the third day, but on the fourth day just because he could to show them his power. So he gets there, he goes to the tomb, and he says, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus comes out. And the Bible says that he's literally wrapped up like a mummy, just like you would think. He's got cloths all around him, cloths around his face, his hands, and he's like, people are like, the people are like, what? Shock waves sent through the people, sent through the surrounding cities and towns and villages. Did you hear what
4: Jesus did?
3: Jesus was also foreshadowing his own power of what he was going to do for himself on the cross and in the tomb. That he had power over death. You see, sometimes you may go through a delay in life. It's just because God is trying to demonstrate his glory and his power. It may not be for your benefit. It may be for the benefit of somebody around you. It may be for someone in your sphere of influence. It may be God takes you through a situation, so somewhere down the line you have a testimony to share with somebody about how faithful God was, about how he made a way where there seemed to be no way. The delay was meant to increase everyone's faith involved. Even though delays may come, the declarations of God will not be denied. Even though delays may come, the declarations of God will not be denied. I have three children. My wife and I, we have three children. Our oldest is nine, my middle is six, and then our youngest is seven months old. If you do the math, there's a big gap. That wasn't by our design. That was by God's design. Not that our youngest was a surprise, but there was some delays along the way. You see, there were some seasons, some health issues that my wife had to walk through. There was a season of cancer scares. There was a season of of grief and sorrow where... She had had four family members die within one year. There were some seasons that we were walking through. And we got through those seasons and we thought, okay, God, now's the time. And then it just wasn't happening like we thought it was going to. But God had a plan. You see, in our hearts, we knew the declaration that God had given us. We knew the decree that he had made over us that we were to have a third child. We knew his name six years ago, that his name was going to be Lincoln, and that we knew that he was coming. He was just delayed by God's design. And you think, well, why? Why did it have to happen that way? Well, I look back now and I go, I see those things that that were in the past, those obstacles that were there, and then I think, well, why specifically now? in the COVID season that we all have been living in. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to go into the hospital room to be there with my wife as she gave birth to our child. Thank the Lord I was able to be there. Because of this season that we're living in, my wife has been able to work from home, therefore giving her more time with our baby than she ever had with the other two. Because my wife has been able to work from home, she's been able to bring in finances where in seasons past it would have been different you see god was taking care of us in ways that we didn't even know we needed it yet and just from a strictly parental uh, a, a joyful moment god was giving us the son at this moment to provide joy for us Amen. Amen. we were going through stuff but when I look at his little squishy face and I see his four little teeth when he smiles and I hear his little laughter, it melts my heart. I'll play with him on the ground. I'll, I'll do whatever he needs. I'll pick him up and wrap him around in my arms. Like everything fades away. You see, God had a design in mind. He had a plan in mind. And our son was just what we needed just at this moment. Even though it felt like a delay for us. You may feel like you're going through a delay, but I want you to know that God's way is the right way, even when it's the longer way. God's way is the right way, even when it's the longer way. Maybe the delay you're experiencing in life, whether that's with, finances a marriage with a child with a business venture even if it's the longer way it's still God's way it's better to do it God's way because God has a design in mind as we wrap up today i want to remind you of proverbs 16:9 this is a verse that you should memorize that you should carry with you that you need to write Put it on your mirror in the morning when you look at it. Proverbs sixteen nine: A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Just before we close, I want to give two opportunities. The first opportunity is for those of you who may never have experienced Jesus before. You've, that means that you've never asked him into your life. I told you that Jesus commanded Lazarus to come out of death and he did. It was a foreshadowing of what he was going to do for us on the cross. Jesus went to the cross and died for your sins, my sins, the sins of all humanity. And then he was placed in a tomb. He didn't just stay in the tomb. He paid the price for our sins, and he bought it, and he claimed it, and he resurrected, saying we have new life in him. And it's that same gift that's available for you and I today. God is saying, I will cast off the sin of your life, and I will make you new. And I will give you opportunity to enter into heaven when the day comes. If you're with us today, and that's a decision that you would like to make, I'm going to ask that you would repeat after me. In fact, I'm going to ask that everyone would repeat after me. Whether you're in the building or whether you're at home, God hears you. He sees you right where you are. So would you just pray with me? Dear Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins. I surrender to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. Help me to live for you. If you just said that simple prayer, right now you have been accepted into God's family. There is a party going on in heaven for you. The angels are rejoicing. It is the best decision that you have ever made. The people in this room, the people online that have made those decisions today, we are so grateful and thankful that you have chosen that today. It is just the beginning. In a few moments, Pastor Zach's going to come up and he's going to tell you some tools that we have in place for you to start your journey with God. But before he does that, I want to take a moment and pray for those who maybe you're going through a season of delay. Maybe you're walking through that right now. Maybe you just need to be reminded of God's declarations So, I'm going to ask with everyone's eyes closed. If you're going through a season of delay, I would ask that you would just raise up your hand. Yeah. Yeah, hands around the room. Yes, thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. Lord, you see every single hand that was raised whether at home or in the building today. God, I pray that you would meet them right where they are in this very moment. Lord, I pray that you would bring encouragement. I pray that you would bring strength and hope and peace. God, for those who may need to take off the baggage, maybe they didn't even know that it was still there, but it's just come up today that maybe they're carrying around some old stuff. Lord, we surrender that to you. We take it off. We lay it at your feet today. God, and I pray over all the promises that you have spoken over the people here or at home, Lord, that they would hold on to those words, that they would cling to them. Lord, that their devotion would be increased. God, that they would go through that season of discovery God, that they would grow in their dependence upon you. Lord, that they would realize that what they're walking through is a defining moment in their life. God, we love you. We trust you. And God, I pray that all of us would hold our heads up high and continue to head towards the destinations you put in our life because your way is the right way. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor
1: Zach. Come on, let's thank Pastor Nick for that message this morning. I I know for a fact that God is speaking to people this morning. And I know even for me, like there's some very specific things that I felt like God spoke to me today. And I just, I don't want to add anything to what Nick said today, but just absolutely reminded today that God's delays are not his denials. Just because there's a delay doesn't mean it's the end of the journey. God hasn't denied us of anything. So hold on, hang on, keep going, keep walking, because God's going to get us to that destination. Amen? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, real quick, a couple things. We're almost done here in just a couple moments. I just want to ask everybody to hang tight for just a minute because this is really, really important. If you're here today and you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time or you rededicated your life to him, you might even have done that at home. While you're watching online, we really want to help you get started in your journey of faith and your walk with God. And we just want to give you a simple gift, a free gift. It's called The Next Seven Days. It's a small book. This is for you. This is not at all about us. This is totally to help you start your journey of faith. There's a couple of ways that you can get it, and we just want to help you today. After service, we'll have some prayer teams here in the building. They'll be right up against these side walls down here on the floor. If you want to walk up to one of these prayer teams, just let them know, today I made a decision to follow Jesus. doesn't matter if it's the first time or the tenth time that you've made that decision in your life. We just want to help you start your walk of faith in this journey with God. They'll give that book to you. We don't need anything from you. We just want to help you. But if we can help you, pray with you, encourage you, that's why our teams are here. You might have made that decision a long time ago, but today you need someone to pray with you and stand with you, agree with you, encourage you. Hey, take advantage of these prayer teams. Walk up to them. Just let them know you have a need. They'll be happy to pray with you. That's why they're here. And if you need to go quickly at the end of service and you made that decision today, you can also stop by the next seven days desk. It's between the glass doors right before you exit the building. Just walk up to the team, let them know you made that decision. You wanna get the book and they'll give it to you and we just wanna help you in any way that we can. If you're watching at home and you made a decision to follow Jesus, you can just click on the connect tab right there on our website or on the bridge app. We'll be happy to get your contact info and send you the next seven days. And if you'd like to direct messages on any of the social media platforms, you can do that as well. Just use the words next seven And we'll send uh, the next seven days to you and just get your contact info and be happy to get in touch with you. If you are a part of God's family, why don't you join me? Let's put our hands together and just welcome some people in today who made that decision. Awesome. Last thing that we're going to do today, last thing. but. First thing, an important thing, that's just to honor God by bringing our tithes and our offerings into his house today. And I want to just take a moment and say thank you to our church family. Thank you for those of you who have put roots down here at the bridge and, you know, those of you who faithfully, consistently honor God with your tithes and offerings. We're so grateful for your generosity and for your faithfulness in giving. We know that the message of the gospel goes forth from this church because of a good God and faithful people. And we are so, so grateful. For your faithfulness. I know we talked about this last week, but I just want to reiterate it real quick so that nobody forgets about this. Last week, we gave away 200 Thanksgiving meals to families in need right here in the Temecula Valley. And that was an amazing thing. And that happened, obviously, we have some great local partners here who helped to sponsor things like that through community care. But it was because of your generosity and what you gave and donated, also just your generosity and your finances. We don't take up special offerings to give for community care. It comes out of our general fund, and that's because of your faithfulness. So thank you so much. And we recognize that, you know, we are able to do what we do because of a good God and faithful people. And let me just also say very quickly when it comes to this, you know, Pastor Nick, and talking about delays, A lot of people, when we give to God, we're trusting him. Sometimes we give when it's tight. Sometimes we give in faith when we don't know how things are going to work out. But if we trust God, if we put him first, his promise is that he will open up the windows of heaven over our life. So hold on to that. Keep going. Be faithful and see God provide for you, okay? Thank you so much. And if you'd like to give, uh, there are different ways that you can give online right now. If you'd like to give in-person physical gift this morning, there are giving stations before you exit. This first set of exit doors on either side of the doors, and there's also a giving station out by the kids check-in area if you want to give by envelope or check or cash or something like that, you can do that. So thank you so much again for your faithfulness and giving. Hey, I hope that you've enjoyed being in church today. It's been so good spending this morning with you. Uh, we talked about adopt a child earlier. If you'd like to submit names of your children, and if you know you're not going to be able to provide gifts for them at Christmas this year, please come see our team right through the double doors over here in the South Hallway. Our team's there to answer your questions and help you out with that. We love you guys. Have an awesome Sunday and a wonderful week. And we'll see you very soon in the house of God.